Three, two, hello, and welcome to the center of Death Valley. This is John. And I'm Dave. And this is, of course, the Devil's Advocate's legally distinct podcast and variety show. With a quick intro. With a very quick intro. You already know all the things we do. Yeah, so many things. Our faithful listeners, we bring you a very special episode. You know, we've talked about spiritualism a lot on this podcast. Lately, we've been talking about shamanism, but today we bring you back to the basics of finding yourself, finding enlightenment. Finding how to live in in a chaotic and ever-changing world. Yes. I, I think that's what she teaches the most. Do you mind if I uh, introduce... No, no, no. I, I, I want to introduce the... Uh, yeah, 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 go ahead. The the person that we're talking about. Not that I'm actually introducing this person. God, could you imagine if we could get her on this? I don't think we could. Yeah, maybe I ought to put uh, out a, yeah, yeah. Uh, some feel feelers it. on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, see, see how it goes. We're talking about someone known as Pima Chodron. She is a Buddhist monk based out of Nova Scotia. She's and, Canadian. Yes, she is Canadian, and therefore she brings a a Western interpretation to this Eastern philosophy, which makes it much easier for for people like me to understand it. Because I know personally I had a a lot of difficulty wrapping my head around Buddhism and the way that that it's generally presented, because the the, the Buddhist sages oftentimes they'll just... They're talking like... In uh, parables. Yeah. but Pima Chodron is always very direct. So we're bringing you um, some excerpts out of her pocketbook, which we're going to read some excerpts and then uh, <clears throat> expound on them. Yeah. So we'll start with the first one, and then we'll flip to random ones afterwards. Which, by the way, you can get this uh, pocketbook for yourself. I personally... $7 rec- on Amazon, <laughs> something like that. You can get it on Amazon. <clears throat> I also personally recommend thriftbooks.com. This oh, yeah, that's great. This is a direct great. endorsement for thriftbooks.com. Oh, yeah, thrift bo- thrift get books your is- books at thriftbooks.com, including your <clears throat> academic college- collegiate books. Yes, that's correct, at a reduced price. This very isn't cheap. sponsored. I just love them. They're very good. If they want to sponsor us, we'll take that sponsorship. Absolutely. But also Amazon works, too. Yeah, it's a very cheap book, and, and you can quick, put it in your pocket, and, and it gives you inspiration you. on the go. Yeah, it's very good to have have with you at all times. So give us something from Pima Soja. Uh, Buddhacha is the uh, Sanskrit word that means noble or awakened heart. It is said to be present in all beings, just as butter is inherited in milk and oil is inherited in and a sesame seed. This soft spot is inherent in you and me. <clears throat> it is said that in difficult times, it is only Buddhacha that, that heals. When inspiration has become hidden, when we feel ready to give up, this is the time when healing can be found in the tenderness of pain itself. This is the time to touch touch the genuine heart of the Buddhacha. In the midst of, of the loneliness, in the midst of the fear, in the midst of the feeling of misunderstood and Rejection is the heartbeat of all things, the genuine heart of sadness. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Just as a jewel that has been buried in the earth for a million years is not discolored or, or harmed, in the same way this noble heart is not affected by all of our kicking and screaming, the jewel can be brought out into the light at any time, and it will gl- glow as brilliantly as, as if nothing had ever happened. No matter how committed we are to unkindness, selfishness, or greed, the genuine heart of the Buddha cannot be lost. It is here in all all that lives, lives, never married and completely whole. 
Here, take this and let me clarify sure. a little. A little. Um, so yes, the Sanskrit word. I've actually studied the pronunciations on these. Not that I'm, I'm judging and not that it really matters here because the pronunciation isn't as important as the definition. Um, bodhicitta. Bodhicitta? Yeah, you're very close. Uh, bodhicitta is the Sanskrit word meaning noble or awakened heart. And what we're referring to here, what Pima Chodron, she goes further into depth in this, in, in this uh, pop, pocketbook. Uh, but to simplify it even further... Um, the awakened heart, the jewel within within us that remains untouched over the years, it is, it can be understood as your inner child. And, yeah. And it's one way uh, of understanding it. I believe she refers to it that way as, from time to time as though there's this part of yourself that remains innocent and remains... And that's the part you want to cultivate. And that's the part that you want to get back in touch with. Yeah. That's the part of yourself that always exists whether you know it or <clears> not. <throat> this part of you that, that is this pure emotion that is unfettered by all of the traumas that you've experienced through life. This, this heart of hearts is who you truly are as a person. And you can get in touch with this through the methods that she describes here she's just outlining what it is. Yeah, what it means that, to be that this is pure, a, pure and uh, awakened. Well, what it noble and awakened heart. I have a noble and awakened heart. And what she's saying more specifically is that that noble and awakened heart already exists. Yeah, it's in you. In you, and you and, just have to find it. Yeah, and exactly, <laughs> and, and we and, just have to find it. Like there's no, uh, there's there's no like exercising enlightenment. There's only realizing the enlightenment is within, already there yeah realizing that you've got this in you already and well, bringing it forth where, is a skill that you can learn where, where it all comes from is those indian swamis and the uh himalayan monks uh studying studying themselves and you can even see yeah. it in themselves well that inner I, child that middle self i, I and then, then they also touch like like an older self yeah, 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 because there, there's there, there's the, the there's that wise part of yourself that's ageless too. Yeah, um, that that you can talk to as well. I don't know if that's where she derived it from. I know that she actually talks about where she learned a lot of her stuff. That she had a master from, from Rinpoche, it, yeah, something he, I can't remember. He was a he, he was a, he was an Indian uh, Buddhist monk. Oh, I thought he was Tibetan. Whichever, it's all it's all similar. I disagree with that. They all. They all it, they're closer together than like Korean uh, Buddhism or Chinese Buddhism. Yeah, when you look when you look at the Himalayan and, and, and the Indian, they share a, they they share a lot of similar ideas. I mean, the geographical location kind of makes sense yeah. for that. Whereas like Japanese, Korean, and Chinese share their own ideas, yeah. which are very different because of their own geographical location and their yeah the cultural and, beliefs. Because yeah. a lot of the the Buddhism in. Uh, in uh, Japan is also entangled in Shintoism. Yeah, all all Shinto uh, believers are also Buddhist believers, which because, is interesting because, because they say they live a Shinto life but have a Buddhist uh, f- funeral and a Buddhist mindset. Yeah, but they, which but, is necessary to live in a place like fucking Japan. But they follow the kami, if you ask me, w- w- which puts them on the most uh, linear path of Buddhism. 
Um, there's three trees to it. There's the uh, there's the Zen tree. There's the uh, tree that, that that Westerners touch a lot with with all with all the deity in it. That's the most prevalent tree. And there's like a more traditionalist tree. And so what Pima Chodron has done is she's taken all of this. She has mostly removed the deification of Buddha out of it and uh, has instead focused on the... Ideas of Buddha. Which, yeah, the more therapeutic ideas, really. Uh, and here's some background knowledge about Pima Chodron. You may not know this. Um, Enlighten me. Pima is a person who suffers from chronic illness. Specifically, the one thing I know that she's diagnosed with is chronic fatigue syndrome, which I also have. Uh, my CFS is... Uh, You're a tired Muppet. It, yeah, my CFS comes with <coughs> some other things, because ever since I ha- got the uh, fiberglass stuffing installation, it kind of gave, it kind of led to a whole bunch of different stuff. So I get where she's kind of... like. So in other words, this is a person who... Suffers. Suffers within their own body... Uh, because they're within their own body and as a result I imagine had to learn how to cope and found Buddhism and it was the way so let me quickly talk about one part I I, uh, remember from this book about what she talked about as far as what it means to truly be alive what it means to truly feel life flowing through you which is a big deal for someone with chronic fatigue syndrome. Yeah. She noted... How to be present. She noted more specifically how in her home of Nova Scotia, the the ravens would play on the wind. And the crows, they would do these things that could only be... <coughs> No, could only be understood as tricks. Yeah, they were having fun. They would they would fly up and they would fall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know they, I know exactly which one you're talking about. Just feeling the 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 wind, the wind. And, 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 and they would get caught on it and fly off and playing in it. And and she noted that these birds <clears throat> were were experiencing life at, like. In, in one of its most true forms. like They were just enjoying it. A, a totally present state of mind of joy in existence despite the suffering <coughs> of survival. I bet they were singing the whole time too. Ah, ah, ah! Because yeah. it's, ah, like, it's, it's not like it's easy to be a raven or no, a crow. No, it's not. I can't remember which one. I think it was crows. I actually. think it was crows, yeah. Sea crows. And, the big ones. Yeah, and so, like, it's it not a- easy to live a life of an avian. It's a hard life. You're hungry most of the time. You're surviving. You're trying to avoid predators. Sometimes you are the predator. And yet these crows were finding enjoyment out of nothing but the the, the nature of their own being. Yeah. And that, to her, represented enlightenment. Which I would agree. Being full... Being fully yourself. Not fully yourself, but fully yourself. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Given into those primal urges. Them primal urges. Now see if you want to be fully yourself <clears throat> and give in to primal urges. No, we urges, killed that character. <laughs> you can't kill Alex Jones. Yes, we could. I'll kill him again. 
I drank too much alpha brain machine gun cock enhancer and no, I'm ready not, to go. Not in this episode. Please. Hey, no, wait, by the way, I wanted to actually say machine gun cock enhancer, m- metal song ba- name. What do you think? No. When we're ready to do it right now? Sure. Machine gun, gun cock enhancer. Machine gun cock enhancer. Get you ready to go. <laughs> yes. Why? Why would? Why would you start and not finish? Being big and small at the same time. Ooh. I was once invited to teach with the Sac Young Mifam Rinpoche, my teacher's eldest son, in a situation where it wasn't exactly clear what my status was. Sometimes I was treated as a big deal who should come in through a special door and sit in a special seat. Then I'd think, okay. I am a big deal. I'd start running with that idea and come up with big deal notions about how things should be. Then I'd get the message. Oh, no, no, no. You should just sit on the floor and mix with everybody and be one of the crowd. Okay, so now the message was, I should just be ordinary, not set myself up to, or be <clears throat> the teacher. But as soon as I was getting comfortable with being humble, I would be asked to do something special that only big deals did. This was a painful experience because I was always being insulted and humiliated by my own expectations. As soon as I was sure of how it would be, so I could feel secure, I would get a message that it should be the other way. (laughs) Finally, (coughs) I said to the Sakyong, this is really hurting. I just don't know who I'm supposed to be. And he said, well, you have to learn to be big and small at the same time. That's a good one. Yeah. They're all good ones. There's no bad ones in there. No, but learning learning through through situations like that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's what I love. So that's the it's thing. It's a different way to enlightenment. It's a it's so practical, isn't it? This from experience like ha- having having to be able to to adapt and it's so different from these stories of like you're a tiger in the woods and you see a bird and it shines but the other bird it doesn't shine and one tells lies all the time but the other one only tells the truth but the one which the door is like <laughs> like i don't know how to deal with the with the zen uh parables and the uh what do they call it there's a name Kanangs. for it yeah 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 the, the thoughts the Buddha is seven pounds of flax. Uh, you know, I get it, but also the at the bu- same time... The Buddha time... is also shit on the stick. <laughs> the Buddha is also... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the Buddha is also shit on a stick. He is, I remember though. The, no, I remember That's that. That's a Kongon. You're right. And, and I had such trouble with them. I'm like, no, but you're supposed to have trouble with them. Exactly, that's the point. <clears throat> so, But those are still oh, valuable. Oh, here's a good one. Um... The cat and, and, and the mouse eat from the broken bowl. <laughs> what the fuck am I supposed to learn from that? It just is. It's not, though. It just is. They but, both they both eat from the same bowl. But what if the they bowl's don't... broken? What, 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 what's not to see there? I gave them a new bowl. <laughs> okay, then they eat from the not broken bowl. Ah, so now it's different. But it's still the same. <laughs> they're still eating from the bowl because they're both hungry. 
You think there's, you think they're different, but they're not. <clears throat> Just because the bowl's broken doesn't mean that they're not eating. Lighter? Do you have it? Do I have it? What happened? There's one right there on the table. Ah, uh, you. <coughs> well, anyway. I can explain. That too I can is ex- the Buddha. I can, see. Yeah, but that is the Buddha. <laughs> <laughs> The Buddha is your confusion. Like that don't know mine, you should keep that. <laughs> if we're talking about Zen. Yeah, we are, we are. She'll talk about yeah, that. Yeah, she too. talks about She talks about the don't know mind. Yeah, she's a Zen master. She's Oh man, but I fucking hated that time <laughs> that you were going on about that one that one what was it? Are you the same or different than the no, mountain? No, 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 it wasn't that. It was like you were reading from one of these Buddhist texts and it was like in order to adopt the the, the don't know mind, the no mind has to not know the knowing of the not knowing. And in order to not know the knowing, the don't know mind knows the not knowing only. And I'm just like, if you say not knowing one more time, I swear to God. <laughs> but you have to have that mind. That that, that mind that, that doesn't know is, is a good I mind. I swear to God. <laughs> Because if you think you know... What I should... don't know is what I'm going to do next. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> you should keep that mind as well. When the light's green, go. When the light's red, st- stop. This coyote weed is definitely Buddha right now. <laughs> I'm Buddha right now. Booting Buddha, my Buddha, my butt. Buddha is my butt. No, uh, this isn't Catholicism. Condition yourself towards wakefulness. <laughs> <clears throat> How we live is important, particularly at, at the level of mind. Every time you're willing to acknowledge your thoughts, let them go and come back to the freshness of the present moment. You're sowing seeds of wakefulness in your un- unconsciousness. After a while, what comes up is more wakeful, wakeful, more open thought. Conditioning yourself openness rather than sleepy, sleep, sleepiness. You might find yourself caught, but you can extricate yourself by how you use your mind, how you actually are willing to come back to, to nowness, the, the immediacy of the moment. Every time you're willing to do that, you're sowing seeds for your own future, cultivating the, in, the inner, the innate, fundament, fundamental wakefulness by praising, by praising to let go of the habitual ways you proceed and do some fresh things. <coughs> She's a little wordy too, though. Well, that's why we're going to expound on it right now, and I'm going to... And, and, and here we're talking about some, some zen again. Yeah, yeah, so... Let's let let let's bring it down to some easier to understand levels. What she's talking about here is how you are able to in any moment, including now, you the listener, if you have never if you don't believe you've ever experienced enlightenment in life and you're totally unpracticed, you can reach enlightenment right this moment. And the way that you do it, it depends on the person. But what she's saying is that there's different tools that you can use. It depends on the mind. It depends on the belief and the practice. Um, one way that she talks about it is uh, she calls it poking holes in the clouds. 
So if you think of your brain, if you think of your mind as the sky, most of the time this sky is going to be covered in clouds and you can't really see past those clouds into the clear blue expanse behind. Mm -hmm. However, you are capable within your own mind of literally physically poking holes into those clouds like you can vision you can envision it this way um and see that clue clear blue sky beneath the clouds above the clouds Mm -hmm. and that clear blue sky represents the enlightened part of you that is within this moment feeling everything as it is now it doesn't mean that enlightenment doesn't mean that you don't feel anything. It doesn't mean that you stop are, your thoughts or anything like that. Yeah, it just simply means being present totally in the moment. Yeah. Like out fishing. Zen is, is the concept that you can empty your thoughts to reach enlightenment and that there are ways of doing and it. And there's different levels of enlightenment and you can reach enlightenment by working, you can reach enlightenment yeah. by meditating. There's different forms of Zen <coughs> that all seek to reach enlightenment. My favorite Zen is walking Zen. Yeah, walking Zen is very, very good. Most people do that without even knowing mm-hmm. it. And a lot of people do working Zen without knowing it. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, if you're a crafty person, if you uh, do art, chances are whenever you're doing art, you're doing you're in a Zen moment. You're in the moment, you're present. You're feeling everything as it comes to you, and it flows through you, and that's where your art comes from. So, <clears throat> there's a story in Zen, in Korean Zen about a stupid farmer, and he wants to practice Zen, and he learns about the three paths that you can learn. Uh, one is thinking Zen, one is meditative Zen, and one is working Zen. He realizes the thinking Zen isn't for him. He's not very smart. He can't think. And he's got no patience for the meditation. He can't sit sit long. So he just goes and works and works and works and works and works and works and works. And one, one day while out in the, out plowing the field, field he, he just suddenly realizes what it's all about. And he goes up to the Zen master and they have a Zen conversation. I can't remember exactly how it goes, you know. But they, but they get it. But they get at the point that it's that you know you're just living in the moment, and whatever's around you is the thing that thing that matters. The sky is blue, uh, the cl- the the clouds are are moving slowly. <clears throat> the cold is bracing. Yeah, and and the wind rattles the leaves. The the crows sing, sing their song as as the winter cold seeps in. Yeah. I got one for you. Okay. So, a Buddhist monk decides that the way that he's going to reach enlightenment is by retreating into a cave. Ah, I love this story. Yeah, this is one of my favorite ones. This is a Pima Shojun story, too. Yeah, see... Got it from somewhere else too. Yeah, this is this is an old Buddhist story. This is a good one. This, I, this isn't so much about. I think that this is about getting enlightenment, but I don't know if it's about Zen. I think it is. You think it is? Yeah, I think it is. 
Because a lot of Zen... In fact, I think it's actually criticism on Zen. Oh, yeah. I think you're probably right. Um, Certain kinds of Zen. Yeah, not saying that you shouldn't use Zen, but more saying that there that you should always uh, question everything, including what you're doing and how you're doing it, because you might find that uh, something doesn't work for you. So, uh, this monk goes into a cave, and he starts to... Meditate. <laughs> You're at the coughing point, too. Cough core. This monk starts to meditate. He sits in this cave for 30 years meditating. Finding his <coughs> enlightenment. Finding his peace. No, and then one day... <laughs> trying to find inner peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then one day... A younger monk comes along, and he enters into the cave, and he notices the monk, and he recognizes, he recognizes this monk. He's like, oh, hey, you're that guy that, you went away a long time ago, and so you just went to a cave? And the first monk is like, yeah, I, I came here to meditate and find enlightenment. He's like, oh my god. That's genius. Wait a minute. So you mean to tell me that you just came here to fuck off in a cave for 30 years just doing your own thing and now you got everyone <coughs> thinking that you're this amazing, like, legendary, enlightened monk? Holy crap, that's amazing. You gotta teach me. You gotta teach me how you did this. And the first monk is like, what? No, I, but I'm serious, but I just, I was doing this to be enlightened. And the guy's like, oh, no, 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 that's such a great trick, though. Like, I, I just, I can't imagine, like, the the genius behind such a ploy. And the guy, it's not a ploy. <coughs> I came here for enlightenment. And the, and, the, and the other monk is like, wait, are you are you angry with me? And the monk is like, yes, get out of my cave. You come in here insulting me, saying I'm tricking people. Get out of my cave. And the monk is like, Huh. So you came here to become enlightened and learn patience and and learn peace. <coughs> and and this is all it takes to break your peace after 30 years of of dedicated practice. Interesting. Interesting. I kind of wonder if maybe the way to learn patience isn't inside of a cave where no one will ever bother you, but out in the world. The world that, it, that that makes you suffer, the world that makes you question yourself <coughs> and it. That's a good place to end this. And the monk was mad, and he slapped the shit out of that monk, and he pushed out of the cave. Yeah. And the other monk crashed upon the rocks, and he his spine cracked, and he died. I don't remember And no that. one ever came back and asked that monk any questions ever again. I don't again. think that's true. I and, don't remember that and, part of the And then story. he actually Hold did on. find peace. Hold because on. this other monk was a goddamn asshole. And was, and was just no, a piece no, of shit. No, 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 and, no, and, and, no. And came up in this man's cave. <laughs> no, that's the, not how The this. tenacity, the... the <laughs> the, the fuck is wrong with the you? The fucking nerd. 
of this young blood coming up in this man's cave. He deserved. That's, that's not Buddhist. He deserved a good slap upside the, the head. I'm getting murdered. <laughs> he murdered that man. That's not what happens. There's no murder in Buddhism. <laughs> except where there is. Except for yeah, except for in the places where they use Buddhism as a uh, way to control the masses. Indonesia. I'm looking at you. <laughs> this I'm good on that. Episode is sponsored by <laughs> Indonesia. 